Welcome to Fur What It's Worth. There's your cookie. Have fun. <laughs> An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. Wisconsin, Texas. One thing about coming out to a convention on the East Coast. That's not the East Coast. Minnesota is not the East Coast. Oh. We've found a beef. It was cold and in a freezer that broke down. Kind of like those two fools, Root and Tugs. Pull that record, we're done, aboard. So is it that they're in a freezer that broke down, or are they cold? Don't ask me, I just read those lines. I didn't even put it on here, but I know what's coming next, or do you? Oh, yeah, I do. Welcome to For What It's Worth. This is Season 8, Episode 10, Back to the Beginning. I feel like I should be Doc Brown. We are here. Yeah. Finally, I am Tux Puppy Bear from Seattle, and joining me in Salt Lake's... I don't know, I was going to come up with something funny and it failed. Joining me in Salt Lake is Ruchi Q Lexico II. Q? What does Q stand for? Don't you worry about Curiously it. Curiously cute. Curiously cute? Yeah. Cute. Hmm. I don't know if I'm that cute. Maybe, maybe I'll work on it. I need to lose some more weight before I can call myself cute. <laughs> All right, and also joining us on the sound booth is our cheese head, Voss. Well, hello, ladies and gents. <laughs> and we also have a guest that is here. You've already heard his voice, so I'm going to introduce him now. It is Keat. Hi, Keat. Hi. Okay, we'll get back to you in a second. Go sit you... in the corner and touch yourself. <laughs> we'll, we'll call you when we need you. This doesn't happen with my work. <laughs> no one can mute me. Oh, baby, I've got so much mute. <laughs> so so tugs what have you been up to what have i been up to i have been busy trying to figure out what the hell's going on with my internet uh but also uh, it's man how it's been like a month right what have i done in the last month not tons which is super super unsexy sounding but i'm actually kind of into the idea right now because i traveled so much for the last part of last year like six weeks that just getting back and like going to my routine and like watching my breasts slowly shrink and, you know, just getting that rhythm and enjoying it has been really nice for me. However, I am up to something, um, which is I got a while, you know, how you get wild hair sometimes and you're like, I want to do this one thing. And when I have the money one day and, and not like a trip or anything, like just like you see something at the store and, and like, it kind of just wiggles around in your butthole for a while going, ee, 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 and then finally you're like, all right, fine. Um, so I finally gave into my wild hair, which is I went and bought a record player. You bought a record player? Right. I'm like, what am I doing with my, it's like 2019 and I bought my first record player. Why, <laughs> Why are you buying a record player? People still make vinyls. They do make vinyls. So, so it, there's a certain kind of mystique to vinyl. That's kind of like, it's like, yeah, we've got MP3s and shit and I get it. Um, the thing that I like about it is that it, it kind of meshes with the aesthetic that we built in our house. So if you come over, which we one day you need to, uh, I ha we have like, I would, I call it a video game, um, a video game chicish type aesthetic where, or abstract where like, like a lot of people will just go by like a, a video game poster and it's like the game cover and put it on the wall and stuff like it's super obvious what it is where we've tried to get stuff that is video game based, but it's not quite so obvious at the get go. So um, like you like, could find like, like video game pop art kind of. Yeah. Like, like an oil painting of Mario or something. I don't have an oil painting of Mario, um, 
but but like stuff like that where it's 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 art video game art is and so with vinyl it kind of fits the 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 motif that we've built up where you can get a lot of video game albums on vinyl if you order them right away because otherwise they're just sold out forever and i'm like yeah then i can you know play some weird kind of remixed but passably classy jazzy video game stuff on a cool looking record and then i put it away when i'm done and it's bluetooth does it make you feel like a gentleman <laughs> it like, kind of is to say does it make you want to have a monocle on and have it pop out once in a while uh I, well no because then you gotta like squeeze your cheek all day to keep them on I, I don't know who would wear a monocle willingly like you'd come out with like weird stretch marks on your face but anyway so so i i can't get video game vinyl at best buy right now but i can get the record player and i decided well there's one thing you always have to do you have to like one essential album so i did i did get dark side of the moon and oh cool have you have you played it with when um wizard of oz at the same time sorry i don't have wizard (laughs) of oz anymore um anyway so yeah no so that's just what it is that it plays it over bluetooth and it sounds cool and um you know it's funny because my my husband i'm trying to go fast my husband was like well you hate physical stuff and i go you're right i do i think there's a there's a, a difference in the context of games and records once a record is done that's it they're not like they're not going to patch the record with with modern and i stress modern games they patch them all the time so keeping a physical copy is silly um but so that's my defense are delicious i know so that that's what I've been up to, and then um, I I did get the Sonic Mania vinyl reprint ordered, but I can't play it yet. So I'm gonna be cool and put record on, and it's gonna be like Sonic music. People are like, "What the fuck?" It's a good vinyl. So I have to I have to bring this up. The two people that we have here today are my former two horses in Dead Red Red Dead Redemption. Oh yeah, you First, killed me. Yeah, well, you died. You ran into a. You ran into a. Oh, I ran into, into a train. Yeah, I yeah. got what? off of it, and you followed me. Oh, wait, wait, Sorry. wait, 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 wait! Like, you just careened headlong into a tree. Into a, tra- a train. In a train. Oh, a train. A object. I was playing Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> oh, and yeah, I but... got onto the train and. Keat decided to follow me like a good little horse, and then he got ran over. Where are we going? <laughs> Can you bring him back? No. Once Unless your horses you are a... dead, they're dead. Yep. That's true. And then I had good old Armadale. Voss. It's like losing Who also died. He just Voss... Rue can't keep horses. Voss was uh, an amazing steed. He he helped me throughout the whole entire game. Rue's well, not bad. So I have to bring it up because I have the two... You know, my two former horses here. Why are you naming your horses after these two people specifically? So, Vows, I, I don't know, because you guys are just my favorite Am favorite I going to be a horse? I don't want, I am not giving you that, naming rights you to know, a horse. You, Awkward correlation that you ride on horses. So are you saying that your favorite people that you ride in life with? Uh, oh! Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> now everyone's imagining you two butt fucking good job. Wow, (laughs) I saved it, and I took it to a great place, and then you were like, uh, and kicked me off the cliff, just like his horse. (laughs) So I've moved on from that game. I beat the whole Spyro trilogy, and now I'm working on Spider-Man. Yay! (gasps) Spider-Man is so good. It's so good. So good. It's really fun. I have to go back and play the DLC. Um, I don't know. It's really good. (laughs) Um. 
I've also been tea spinning a lot or trying to learn how to freaking tea spin ever since. Watch Texas the damn videos. For a second there, I was like, is this a new form of tea posing? I don't know. I can't keep up nowadays. <laughs> I was just like, is it tea spinning now? And then, I was, and then I was like, I've played Tetris, so I knew what you were talking about after. I'm like, now I feel extra dumb. And now I just imagine Fortnite like tea posing like into the tea spots. Oh my gosh, that's a game that you should create. Fortnite characters. I am so upset Tetris. I opened my mouth for once. <laughs> what? So you got to explain what a tea spin is to people. So uh, go ahead, Keith. You know. I love tea spins. I- I love and hate them. So in Tetris, normally you you know you clear the blocks, and then you people know what a Tetris is. You get four clear lines with the line is block. It five. Tetris no, is four. There's not a five line piece. There's no five block. This oh, is it's a four. This is you're right. You're extra right. Extra Tetris. Also, which, those actually do exist. Those do exist. Five lines do exist in Tetris Effect on PSVR. And they fun. do exist in Puyo Puyo, but anyway. Yeah, Puyo Puyo. But uh, a T-spin is uh, when you are moving the pieces the way that it moves. It's not normal how you see a piece like rotate. It just switches into that position. So you can actually cheese the system, and it's intentional now, so that you can move a T a T block, which is three and one, into certain spots. And if you YouTube it, it's actually pretty crazy because you have to time it perfectly because if you do it too fast, it will lock into place and mess up your lines. But you can move pieces and you get extra uh, points and extra garbage to send to people if you do a T-spin more than a Tetris mm-hmm. because it's difficult. And if you do back-to-back, you just... God. There's a whole building. You become a whole It's a whole other level of Tetris. Like, I'm decent at Tetris, but... I haven't galaxy brained myself to do T spins. <laughs> I've been working on it. It's hard. It is. You have to like remember certain block setups yep. versus me, right? Just send blocks to hell. Well, if you just send blocks and it's it's easy to oh I got another Tetris, 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 but Don't you know. diminish my accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> so and then the last thing is um, that I have going on is we have a dog that will not shut up. In your house? Yeah, he just keeps talking about his day, and he's like, you know that one person in the office was like, have you just, man, really, you know, I just had the darnest thing happen, you're like, gosh, Jacob, we heard this yesterday, and he's like, no, but I have to tell you, yeah. <laughs> so, make and that's all that I have to say about that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. But if you guys hear a little, little yap here and there in the audio, it's because, um, yeah. Where is this dog? Be- Across it's it's across the way in the other apartment. And their doors aren't like really good, so you could be talking about anything outside and we can hear it. So, so it's just across the the apartment. This is so. so when did this dog show up? Uh about like three months ago. When and it's been roll? driving me and Kara absolutely. Have you have you gone months. and talked to him? This is today we went and talked to him again a second time. And what do they say? Oh, no, they um, talk to the office, Tugs. I think he. They talk to the. I don't think they have. You guys talked to like. Oh, we actually owner? tried to knock on the door, but I. We were told that they're having their baby today, and that's why the dog is. Because nobody, yesterday. nobody's there. What the fuck? Anyways, you can't just not have your. Di- oh my god. Yeah. Exactly. Lovely owners. If you're gonna go have a baby, make sure that when you're in labor, that you also put your your dog in a clinic too. <laughs> A clinic, Babies. a kennel, a kennel. Sorry, this is a really long opening segment. It is. Should we move on? Um, yeah, cookie time. 
Will he reuse another one? Is he ready? Is he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. All right, it's that time again to read another cookie. All right, here we go. It says, help, I'm being held prisoner in China? No, no, actually says, help, I'm being held prisoner in a Chinese bakery in bed with a cookie. I liked in China with a cookie. That things have changed since I've last been on this show. <laughs> he's, he's he's finally refreshing his his cookies from Windows three one to Windows ninety five. Been upgrading. All right, let's go on with the show. Hailing frequencies open. Smoke scale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Monday, March fourth, here are your space headlines. As opposed to doing a lightning round this time, today's update is going to be all about the realization of a program that has been in the works for several years. That's right, we're talking about the demonstration mission of Crew Dragon. On Saturday, March 2nd, at scary early o'clock, a Falcon 9 Block 5 lifted off from the Kennedy Space Center's historic launch pad 39A. It was carrying a special payload, the first ever Crew Dragon that would see flight in space. There were no humans aboard, as this was only a test flight. There were, however, a couple of passengers. One was an instrument-packed human simulant in a SpaceX flight pressure suit to record data for review after the mission is complete, and a little plushie of the planet Earth to show microgravity once the vehicle was in orbit. The latter item is a nod to the traditions set by the Russian Soyuz flights, where they have some little trinket hanging in the capsule so we can see when the crew is in microgravity. It's like the space-age equivalent of hanging fuzzy dice from your rearview mirror. Everyone knows how nerdy the people at SpaceX truly are, and they did not disappoint this time. Like with the Falcon Heavy test flight, they gave the human simulant a name. Last time it was Starman, in honor of David Bowie, since they used the song Life on Mars as the fairing deployed. This time they decided to name the simulated passenger Ripley, after Sigourney Weaver's character from the Alien franchise, and I just love that they picked her. This isn't just a souped-up version of the original Dragon Capsule. This is an entire redesign from the ground up. It's bigger, heavier, and far more capable. Rather than carrying only cargo, it has room enough to send a maximum of seven people to the station, though they'll likely never actually use it to its full capacity for that. Instead, it'll likely be four with the rest of the space used for cargo. Another way Crew Dragon is more advanced is its docking system. The original capsule would arrive at the ISS, then the robotic arm, known as the Canadarm-2, would reach out and grapple it, then berth it to the station. This means the Dragon capsule was not able to dock under its own power as it lacked the necessary hardware and software. Crew Dragon, on the other hand, comes fully equipped with all the equipment and computer intelligence to be able to dock autonomously, which it did successfully roughly 24 hours after launch. This means any crew that comes up aboard the capsule will be able to sit back and let the computer do the flying. Of course, if there's a problem, they have the ability to take over and fly manually. Crew Dragon is only going to spend a few days on orbit this mission, delivering a small amount of cargo and taking cargo back with it when it returns, rather than using it to its full capacity. Remember, this is the maiden flight of the fully completed vehicle. It will undock and re-enter on Friday, March 8th. Unfortunately, all those lofty ideas of Crew Dragon landing propulsively on a landing pad have been cancelled. Instead, all Crew Dragon flights will end by splashing down in the ocean. There's just something magical about seeing an American-made spacecraft docking at the Harmony Module's forward docking port, where the shuttle used to when it would visit. Until Dragon arrived, that port had been left unused for 2,785 days. We can reset that back to zero, finally. 
it's looking like SpaceX is going to win the most epic game of Capture the Flag ever conceived, but then Boeing is hot on their heels with their CST-100 Starliner. Be sure to keep listening for more updates. The commercial crew program is finally showing results. That's all for this round. Stay tuned for the next episode of For What It's Worth for more. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying, keep looking up, space fans. All right, we went to China, we rescued a prisoner. What? And now we're back. So here we are. What the? What? Hi, my name's How May. Is that? Really? <laughs> like, at least you make it connect. Well, it did connect. It's from his cookie. Yeah, from my cookie. You know, I, are you awake I have not today, had Tugs? a drop of coffee. I was like, my message didn't belong in a bottle. We should probably throw it in a cookie. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> this really wet cookie in the ocean. Gross. So guest, who are you? I'm a fox on the internet. <laughs> You're a fox? I'm a fox on the internet. My name's Keatlock. I am a full-time variety streamer. On variety Twitch. streamer? That sounds like vaudeville. Yeah. Vaudeville? Variety performer like, like from like the 1910s. Twi- oh, okay. Because VODs are also video on demand. So I was like, you mean only people watch me for my VODs? What is this, YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Keith, how long have you been a furry? Oh, wait. We actually had this question last time. We did. I, it's changed. So I have to change my answer and add how many years? One, two, three, four, about. So I'm still lost. I'd say like seven years now, what which is actually kind of weird. And still shorter than a lot of people. Seven or eight years, I guess. I officially feel like you're at ten. Really? Just seven, eight? Keats, uh, my suit's only... That's how you measure. I got what it about when, when you joined? But right before I moved. I, I, so I knew of the fandom since high school. And my friend was a furry. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I, you know, I graduated and I saw YouTube videos. I'm like, oh, man, that'd be cool. We all know it's because you saw the porn, right? Right? <laughs> it was actually the dance comp suit. It was to I'm be like. Just, I'm just joking with you. I mean, I, I'm an adult. <laughs> it was what I'm going to say to your question. <laughs> But it's like legitimately, I watched a lot of dance comp videos, and I was like, "That's so cool! I, I want to dance." And then I saw the con videos and the parades. I'm like, "I want to torture myself with heat stroke. It sounds amazing." Um, and this is older YouTube before like the current like style of YouTube. It was all just con videos and dance comp. So just I was like, "That sounds fun!" And I was like, "Let's do it!" And my friend was like, "Hey, want to join this group?" And then I was like, "Yes!" And then I ran the group, and then my life spiraled out of control. And then you moved to Utah. Well, since you know your history so well, when was your last show appearance? Oh, dang it. The problem is he gave me this answer, and I'm just kidding. I did. It was season three, season three, episode eight. But that was, no, no, completely, yeah, 19. Getting into character. Uh, You were still here. It was, that was a great episode, actually. Yeah, we went over to your house, your old house. Yeah, didn't that house haunted, go to hospice? But that's for another episode. <laughs> I don't know what it what happened to it. House hospice? <laughs> do, where do you send houses? Because, I mean, if it's like I sent the house to the ranch, but that's like... I'm now imagining ho- house hospice. <laughs> <laughs> where houses go to die. <laughs> so today on our lovely show, we are talking about being... Popufer! Yay! We've done this topic before, and we wanted to revisit it. It was actually our very, very first episode that me and Tux ever did together. Hitting those topics fresh, hot off the... <laughs> get the hard-hitting ones right out of the way. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not technically the very first. But it's the first, first one since the reboot. Right? 
All right. Well, we're going to start with our definition. So please, guest, define for us what is a popifer? A popifer is someone who is popular in the furry fandom. That's my clean answer. My clean answer. answer. What's the dirty, <laughs> filthy answer? What's yeah. the dirty answer? <laughs> this is when you go into the wiki drama, right? The the, the bad answers where you explain popifer, a, a person who's obsessed with their popularity in the fandom. Or like, you know how they have like definitions? What do you call those again? I, Not wiki for. Th- like they're in, ex- Encyclopedia Dramatica? No, there's a whole site. There you go. That's Encyclopedia Dramatica answer is like... Someone who's obnoxious and loves himself more than anything in the fandom. (laughs) 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 Uh, I hate that answer, though. I don't like it. So, So, well, before we get to the emails, then, you gave us a nice clean boxed answer. I feel like there's a little bit more (laughs) of an elaborate answer. And maybe that's what we're doing this whole episode. But, like, is there a longer form answer that you often share with people on that one? Uh, my answer I give on stream is it's someone who's recognized for something that they enjoy or infamous for in the fandom, and it gains traction in, an, in like, an, an excessive way. So gotcha. um, this is good and bad. Gotcha. So that's usually what I talk about. So, so Key, are you a poppy for? I don't think so. But you stream. <laughs> so by definition, you have an audience. I, I do. It's a complicated How life. How big is your audience, roughly? Uh, we average about 100-ish. Uh, um, okay, so about eight people are paying roughly. attention of that. And so, I mean, like, that's an audience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shh, don't tell it to my advertisers. <laughs> it's okay. We, ha- we have Patreon. Hey. It's okay. We, we all know that we only have six listeners. Now, do you broadcast in 4K? I was to say three of them are in the room. Wait, do I yeah. broadcast While in 4K? While you think about if you broadcast in 4K, I have an email from Kit. So Kit is you without one eye. Kit says, hello to the cast of Foa and to its guesties. It's Kit. I wasn't going to write in initially. However, I call to action. I figured I could write in. My main question is, how do you become friends with local furries who are popular? From my perspective, there are two local furries who are popular. I would like to get to know them as individuals. I get the impression that both are good people and in various ways, but I haven't reached out to them. I feel shy. I don't know how to approach them. And in a way that is respectful of who they are and in a way that starts a connection. Any tips from the cast and guests would be helpful. Thank you for reading this email. I hope you're well, Keat. Or Kit. <laughs> that was a genuine error. I love this question. It's so good. Well, then go ahead. We'll give you first first go first at First crack. Be a normal, sociable person. Respect that they may be, quote, popular, but they're just a person. Like, I tell that to my people. My peep the people. My people. Oh, God. Your people. I tell it to my the community, like, a lot. Like, I'm just a fox. But I really, really do mean that. Like, I'm just a person who is, enjoys what they do and share it. Uh, that's usually, like, a good chunk of the time the case with, quote, popular people. Um, is that they're doing something that they love and, you know, they're getting visibility from it. So just treat that as someone who has a really fun hobby that just so happens that a lot of people know about it. So um, the the popularity part sh- should not stop you from learning them as a person. So, like, they may have the same interests, they may not have the same interests. So once you kind of get over that barrier, they're just another person that you'd meet. So you 
yes, you can say, hey, like, I do know you from here, you know, what's up? And then just understand that sometimes, though, like the, the bigger difference with, quote, popular people is that sometimes a lot of people are fawning over their attention. So don't take it personally, because sometimes it's really, really hard to juggle a lot of people pining for your attention. So just if you're in a good social situation, like a like a party at a friend's house and just be like, hey, like I'm so and so. You know, you can say, I, you know, I do like your stuff, you know, and just have a good time. Sometimes it's better if you know someone and then they'll introduce you. But what do you do when people fangasm over you? Pet them on the head and say, that's nuts. I suck their <laughs> no. I haven't. Ha- I don't. I haven't had a like a like in like in, in person. You've never I had could, anybody be be like, well, I've you had, are you're you're Ruchi C Lexico. <laughs> no, but that was fun at VLC when that happened to you. Well, I mean, I, I usually so I I had at FC I had a couple of people like, oh, I, you know, I watch your stream and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, I just say thank you, and then you know, I, I sometimes I'm FC. I was really busy, so I had to leave. I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to go, but like, thank you for just. I try to be nice, but it depends. Some people ask me like so be weird so this email had this and, and this is kind of why i jumped it ahead and threw rue off is because there's a mysticism that's the celebrity mysticism right and like if you if you know people who mm-hmm. happen to be celebrities or are popular um you know you, you get a bit of a different perspective but otherwise it's like it's like they're exuding this fog and it's like i'm in your presence i can feel your molecules I know what that is. and and it's it's really strange, but I think a lot of people wonder, like, how did they get to become popular when I didn't? How did how did you get popular when they didn't? That's the question. There, so that's a two, well, you brought up two points. I'll bring the first point. That air that people exude that are quote popular, the molecules is confidence. So usually. And that's not always the case, right? Like I'm confident, but I am anxious and shy all the time too. But I'm I'm confident in the work I do, and usually you project that unconsciously. And so when people see that, they also relate all your past accomplishments into that aura. So that that's a that's a whole thing. So it's a legitimate thing. Also, I can go into history of that later at some point. But I, before I rant, the the why am I not as popular as them is inherently the first step that you need to stop. Because what you need to say is, what can I do to bring to the table? What, do, what is something that I enjoy? What can I put out there? And if, uh, if you have a lot of people like it or a small community that likes it, like speedrunning started, if you guys don't know what speedrunning, it's people who play video games really fast. Um, it started as a niche community. Now it's a bigger community. But it started from people like, hey, I want to beat Mario in like a minute. You know, you start what makes you you and what you want to do and then be honestly happy with it generally people flock to people that are you know doing what they love happily um i've also heard from people that you know becoming popular can be or popular in general can be a very lonely road for for some people it can be in the fact that you know some people feel like that they um I don't know. They they feel like that they are alone a lot because they don't. I don't because know how you, to it, I, 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 do you get what yeah. I'm trying to oh, say? Oh no, I, I completely it's get because what you're, you're not saying. sure people yeah. are trying to interact with you for you or because you're famous. 
it's yeah, it's like any popular artist in the fandom or first suit maker. Do they only know like care about me because of the first suits I make, or they will they make a general connection with me? And this is back to the first question of like that's if you want to become actual friends with someone, it's going past it. So it's like Sonic Fox. He's known for video games and right now, but I mean, if you and he would love to talk video games with you, but he also and I know because he's a friend is like you know, it sucks when people don't want to see past that, right? Um, and, you know, part of it's the persona that you you project, part of it's the work that you do, but then there's the friendship side that, you know, you can sit and just talk or just not talk, and that dynamic that you have with friends that you learn to build, it's it's harder to achieve, and you, you create more space in between that sometimes as an entertainer or an artist or you know any you create something so would you say that the keat lock streamer is different from the keat lock the normal one uh, or the one that's not streaming yes and no um i mean i'm not saying that you're not genuine because no, you no, no, are no, no, genuine no. but i'm 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 more reserved on stream um i'd say i'm way I'm always hypercognizant no matter what I'm doing. So that that's that's normal of me, but streaming I'm a little bit more extra because it's I, I really care about it. I really love what I do, so I will do whatever it takes to protect it. And sometimes that's like being a little bit more reserved and you know, it's it's not the casual banter I would have with you off air, you know. That's cuz that's my job, my love and like everything, right? So I treat it with a lot of care and respect. <laughs> so how would you say that the definition of popular has changed over the last 10 years? You don't have to get super detailed right now, but like hit the high points. I just think, it, well, I've never felt like it's changed. I felt like there's, there's a more, there's less stigma, but there's been things that have created more stigma and just, it has a polarizing, uh, just, I'd say a bigger polarizing, if anything, it's just magnified on the polarizing sides of both. Cause um okay. yeah <laughs> see i i feel like it changed a little bit there was i think a little bit more standoffishness to people who became poppy furry uh in the past where now there's so many because of the way the internet's changed lives that it's not quite so unusual to know someone who is well i'd say it's kind of it's a lot of it's also changed from it being a joke slash slanderish term to use to something that you could actually kind of be like you know so and so on youtube is kind of popular you know and it, it depends on the circles you run with because there's people that definitely take that too seriously and there's people that take that too negatively but i feel like it's less of a slanderous kind of you know like even me and Ryu, me and Ryu joking oh my god you're ruichi like <laughs> you know it, it's it's changed in that way wait Ru, you're famous Oh no, he's got a badge that says "Not Poppy Fur." Yes, you know I'm actually holding <laughs> a badge that says "Literally I'm Not Poppy Fur." Oh my god! <laughs> no, I've had some people that have came up to me at cons and you know ran up to me and like you're like you were there with me, there. right? What, was, what happened? We were we were going to the go karts and we were both in suit. And he, they came up to me, and they were like, oh my god, you're Keith from FC's Dance Comps. And I was like, oh, like that's super sweet. And then like turned around and she saw you and she's like oh you're rue ruichi lexico from for what it's worth and it's funny because me and rue were just joking about this as we were leaving <laughs> <laughs> and we're like oh my god so the the irony slash timing was just 
perfect. Oh, Ruichi, I'm so happy for you. Oh, my name is not Ruichi. <laughs> it is next episode when I introduce you. <laughs> no, stop it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so anywho, so who, who go? Well, so, do you want to take it, Ru? Take it. Oh, well, I was no. You're you're talking more about the topic. I was going to go on and and talk about um, what it's a day like in yeah. streaming. So go ahead and go with what you were thinking. Just tell us about your streaming day. What's your routine? Oh no. <laughs> Baus who lives with me now is like, yeah, tell him about your your existential crisis every before every stoop. Uh no, usually I wake up and um it's it's a a long process of actually thinking. So I usually wake up as late as 10 to 12 and then I'm like, "Hey, it's time to get up and I'll be thinking about what I'm going to be doing for the day." Uh, a good six hours before or the day before and I'll do chores and be like, Hey, what game do I feel like I want to play? Because the whole, my whole shtick is that I generally play games that I enjoy and I don't just play games because one, people are giving me money or B like why not? Cause I, I, people can tell when I'm not having fun. So I try to think about stuff that I would. And, um, a lot of it's doing chores normally like, I'm going to do dishes. I'm going to do a load of laundry. And then uh, about two or three hours before stream, I'm tr- making Photoshop graphics of this, thinking of what to p- tweet. Um, and then I finally, like an hour before or half an hour before, sometimes I'm like, hey, okay, this is what we're doing today. And I've got a general idea of what I'm going to play. And then usually it's, then I take that baby bird I just had and I throw it in the air and then the stream kind of just goes on its own because I press the live button, wait 10 minutes to get everyone to get in, and then it, it kind of flies off the cuff. I've had games where we, we'd play, like we played Steven Universe for two hours, and it was fun, but I was falling asleep because it's, it's, it was one of those games like you play when you're at home and you're just like mind like pressing buttons and you just don't think about it. It's not something you would entertain people with. Like maybe other people would watch, but it's not as entertaining or not as fun now streaming and then kind of just go as long until I feel like a good sense of the stream is done or I've, I've exuded enough of, of streaming. So either if it, it flies and goes really well or it's kind of like meh or it just uh, yes. I, well, I've had literally a day we, we were played a game called shyness, which is, uh, a French company that made it and it's a furry game. Like it's got furry characters in it. It's, it's very RPG trope. Like we got to save the world and the warring, the warring tribes and you know, the, but the mystical artifact will save the day and the shadowy <laughs> figure. Like we got all the whole, the whole tropes in there and it was Kung Fu based. It was, it was kind of funny, but it was so bad. It was the combat was just bad. It was just, it was just, it was, a hot mess is and like I don't use hot mess very often for a lot of things. It was hot mess, and I literally had to stop the stream. Like guys, I'm not having fun. I'm going to show you guys an RPG I absolutely love, and we switched to uh, an old RPG from PlayStation One called Lunar Silver Star Story. That I just ugh, I just love that game. Um, and I was like, look, it's simple. It has the same tropes from the from the game we just played, but it doesn't try to oversell it. It's it's just good classic save the day like yes we're gonna let our kids leave and go on this adventure but it doesn't try to overdo it like why they're doing it and like no but they're a legendary bloodline of da 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 it's just it's just fun 
Uh, so like stuff like that just happens or, you know, or I'll get completely stuck on playing one game the whole night, like dead by daylight. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. So, so not what sponsored. kind of people do you think are seeking to be popular? And do you think that's the same as seeking to be famous? Yes. There, there's people that in, unintentionally become popular and then, you know, like it a lot and continue, want to continue that. And then there's people that definitely want it. But I feel it comes from a jealousy aspect. So, 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 what kinds of people do you think are the ones that seek out being popular or become popular? Okay, all these two parts. I leave you with open-ended <laughs> questions so that you can you can expound and sound intelligent. <laughs> well, I'm, I, no, 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 no. Ouch! 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 There was no, no implication now. that he wasn't intelligent. <laughs> I was just saying I'm giving you the chance. Anyone who comes from my streams, like, oh no, he's getting the glasses no, I, out. I took it a completely different you way. You did. I, I took it that I wasn't asking you intelligent questions. It's not about you. <laughs> no, you definitely have. It's all about me, Tugs. Okay, you so know I think he's one of the people who wants to be famous. I'm like, l- let me get my glasses. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. No, no. Rue? No. Totally. Rue unironically totally. doesn't do want to become not famous. Yes, maybe. <laughs> No, I do things because I li- I enjoy the community and I like it. It's fun. I'm going to stop him right there because I know what it's like. <laughs> I, I think there's a, and this does lead into your question, Tux. Uh, um, when you do something that you enjoy and you do love it a lot, sometimes you want to share it. So that innate ability of like, people, look at this shiny thing that I have. Um, it's, it's it's good and but sometimes can be bad so like with rue i'm gonna use you as an example that's fine no like you love your show you love the community from your show and you want to share your show inherently you want your show to be popular right you know i i i I literally play video games on twitch i want other people to watch me play on Twitch. i want more people to watch me to play on twitch inherently that's not bad right but there's people that are like i just want skip to this other i just want more people Right, and that's that's the people that, yeah, like I worry. You know, they're not always inherently bad or inherently good. They just they see something, and it the allure. You know, the palace seems nice, and you know, I get all these stuff and all these recognition, and it can it can be alluring. And that kind of people, I feel, it seems shallow. Just hopefully, will stop. Yeah, but that's because you see all the. You know, it, well, and those people, when they reach that, they're still not fully satisfied and they're still not fully happy. You get all that stuff and then it's like, then it's empty. You know, it, you didn't work. I, I, I hate to say it, but you didn't work for it. And so therefore there's sometimes there's not much joy so, and, sometimes. And I hate to be like the devil's advocate on Please this. Feel but, free. <laughs> but I also think it's not innately like bad because a lot of times my and Ruth's bit lived enough with me that I have all these like core beliefs, right? I think the core belief on a people that do want that shallow popularity also are craving like honest attention, not like attention's great, but like, you know, the recognition from your friends and, you know, they see someone who is recognized by a ton of people, you know, they, they stop to miss that sometimes they're not being recognized by, you know, their personal friends. They, they may be getting affirmations from their personal friends, their their loved ones, maybe their family, you know. So innately, I think we we crave attention because we want to be fulfilled in a in a way emotionally. So I feel like it it's one of those anime tropes where, like, 
that bad thought starts to turn into an evil evil monster, right? It, it can morph and change, and how you direct that energy is where you ebb on the line of chaotic good and chaotic root evil. Ah, <coughs> uh, what? <laughs> what? I'm just saying that I'm evil oh, here. Yeah. I have not shown my Rucifer side chaotic today. Chaotic root evil. It's a whole nother, like, box. <laughs> oh, my god! So before we go to break... I am not Before evil. we go to break... We've got the other half of the same coin, which is Lou's email. I don't want to read it, though, so someone else read it. Lou's? All right. Give me one second. Talk about... Oh, uh, if you don't have it ready, I guess I will. I just... I feel like my my voice is off. I he love says, butterflies. He says... Butterflies? Hi there. My name is Lou, the alien dog, and I saw your Twitter post regarding this and wanted to share my opinions. Personally, I don't have problems with poppy furs in the fandom because the idea of popularity is something that is very common no matter where you are. Sometimes popularity springs on them unintentionally, while for others, they try to work for it. Whatever the case, we can't deny it's here, and it has an influence within the community. My trouble stems from the fans, though, since there have been times they have caused problems that the poppy furs had no intention of starting. Many of them can get very rotten or downright mean just to defend or stand up for the people they like, going so far as to make fun or pick on someone who felt that they wronged that person they liked. They can get rather obsessive, too, and I've heard stories of stalking and just being an overall creep from people often. Not only have I heard stories, but I've experienced it, too. Not getting stalked, but being very, very uncomfortable around someone who's not respecting my personal space. The thing is, they're trying too hard not to make a bad first impression that they end up doing it. My advice is first and foremost to understand poppy furs are people with their own lives, too, which means they got their own circle of friends, paths to follow, etc. They just want to be treated like adults and people, so you don't have to shower them with compliments just to get on their good side. Just be yourself. And above all, poppy furs like their personal space, as do anyone for that matter. So don't do anything you wouldn't want done to yourself. That's my opinion. Sorry if this was long, but I hope it's useful information, Lou. I'm deflecting to you, Keith, because my nose is going to explode. No, there was a. I felt like there wasn't a question though. That was just really good advice. I it, it kind of, um, it kind of barkens back to what we were just saying about like people are people, and it's it's good when people are cognizant. I love that word. It's such a good word. It's such uh, a good word. Uh, there or so a lesser. I, I almost said lesser word. A easier word or succinct word. Oh, man, I'm good at words today. Um, is that people are more aware? <laughs> aware. Yeah. Um, of of people's attitudes and and i think that's actually really good because once you have that mentality and you share that mentality people are like yeah maybe i shouldn't be a weirdo (laughs) you know do you have any fans stalking you i hope not i've had some weird fan interactions yes Uh, have you had a lot of people that have messaged you and said hi yes and then they like don't say anything else because i don't know what to say because I don't know them, and it's not that I don't want to know them. It's just a lot of people are saying hi, and then I'm like, hello? I've had some weird conversations. I, I know we've already touched on this topic. I feel like we're diving back into it, but um, what what would you say would be an appropriate response for somebody to first message you for the very first time? How would you want somebody to approach you? Uh, don't tell me your fetish. What key? <laughs> okay, that's so the that's first not, one. That's not that's, the first sentence. The, that's okay. not this first. I mean, it's fine, and I'm 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 very open and I'm respectful, but do not open with that. That is socially just I, you, not you okay. You tell me that you don't go <laughs> um, down the street, shake hands with somebody you just met, and go, "Hi, I'm Keith, and I'm really into chicks with dicks." 
Oh, man, you mean I can't walk That's... up to people and, like, shake their hand and be like, man, I really love tails bursting out of pants. It's nice to meet you. Tails bursting out of pants? Like 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 a TFC? No, like yeah. Sonic and Tails. Oh, man, and there was... Hey, Sonic <laughs> turned into where Sonic, so before we deep dive into that, um, I'd say, like, the proper response that I've... I, like, you're, if, actually, if you were to, like, send me a message right now and you said, like, hey... I enjoy what you do. I just wanted to say hello. Um, if you have time to talk, that it's okay and mean it. By the way, don't say that and don't like don't actually mean it. Because if you if you're like pining for attention and you tell me that you don't mind if I'm doing my life, you're ten times more to upset me later. Um, but if you just say hey, I, I enjoy you. I enjoy what you do. If you ever have the time, um, like I'd like to get to know you more, like or talk to you more, if that's okay. And I've I've gotten some new friends that I've talked to more um, through that, um, and actually respect that. Unfortunately, sometimes those things don't work out. You're more than likely like a better footing then in the future. So as you get your fan pay fan base going, well, fan not band fan base fan base growing bigger and bigger and bigger. You burger? Wow, I can't talk today. Bigger guys. burger and burger? You have more and more friends and more and more people that you associate with. How do you keep on? That's top a good of all segue. That? I don't. There's a it's good so segue bad. right there. So we're gonna get the answer to that after we come back from break. Because that's where we're gonna talk about the pros and cons of being a popular. Hello, and welcome to Get Psyched with Dr. Nuka. A lot of things stress us out. The big sources of stress are usually pretty obvious. Work or school deadlines, paying bills, medical issues, things that have a big impact on our lives. But what about the little things, the minor hassles we face each day? Traffic on the way to work, arguing with our partner, or just trying to pay more attention to what we're eating. With the holiday season past us, Many people struggle to get back into their day-to-day routine, something which in and of itself is actually kind of stressful. Couple this with all the frustrations of the winter season, miserable weather, dangerous driving conditions, short daylight hours, and it's not hard to see why January and February are the most stressful months for many of us. But what's the big deal? I mean, sure, stress is unpleasant and all, but it's just a matter of hunkering down and muscling through it, right? Well, that's the attitude we're taught to have towards stress, and in many ways that attitude is what's killing us. I probably don't have to tell you about all the ways stress is bad for our mental health. It's linked to anxiety and depression, and it aggravates existing mental health problems. But what if I told you stress is literally killing us, not just figuratively? To see why stress is so dangerous, it helps to know what stress is. Stress is our body's way of helping us cope with threats to our survival. Back in prehistoric times, our ancestors would occasionally encounter dangerous situations, predators or hostile tribes attacking us. In these fight-or-flight moments, our body dumped everything it had into helping us survive for the next few minutes. This sometimes meant shutting down everything not essential, like digestion or our immune system. After all, why bother trying to fight off a bug if you're just going to get killed by a predator in the next couple minutes? In this context, stress really was quite useful to us. It was like an afterburner for our bodies. It gave us a jolt of energy that we needed to survive the occasional life-threatening situation. Now, fast forward a few thousand years to the current day. 
Most of us rarely find ourselves in these life-threatening situations. But what we do experience are hundreds of small day-to-day -day stressors. We react to work deadlines, traffic, politics, and bills with the same physical stress response that our ancestors relied on. And while this wouldn't be so bad if it only happened once in a while, doing this all the time is really taxing on our system. It's terrible for our heart, it's bad for our digestion, and it's really bad for our immune system because it essentially gets turned off and on every time you experience stress. A 1991 study by Cohen, Tyrell, and Smith shows what the effect of stressing our immune system has on us. People under high amounts of stress were 30% more likely to get a cold when exposed to the cold virus. Another study found that work-related stress makes people 3.5 times more likely to get sick. And a study of dentistry students even found that wounds took days longer to heal during final exams than they did during summer vacation. So what does all this have to do with the furry fandom? Well, two things actually. First, it's worth paying attention to your fellow furs and their levels of stress during this particularly trying time of year. Keep in mind how rough the post-holiday season is for all of us, but especially for people dealing with extra stress like medical issues, family or relationship problems, or bills. And when you hear someone talking about how much stress they're under, take it seriously. If they've been stressed for a while, it's going to take its toll on their mind and their body. The second and probably more important reason why stress is relevant to the furry fandom is because, well, for many people, the furry fandom is where they go to de-stress. A great deal of research, including research by yours truly, has shown that leisure activities and recreational groups are one of the best ways to effectively reduce stress. It doesn't even take much. A half hour of gaming with friends here, a small gathering of furs there. Heck, even just taking a few minutes to chat with some furs in a telegram group can help a person unwind and give them a much needed break from day-to-day -day life. The take-home message is this. In this fast-paced world, it's easy to downplay or underestimate the effects of stress. We have to become complacent and accept a certain amount of stress in our lives as normal. We might even feel guilted into just trying to tough it out or suck it up. But the research shows time and time again just how dangerous this way of thinking is. It's bad for our minds, and it's especially bad for our hearts and our immune system. So make sure you take a bit of time for yourself. Unwind with some other furs, play a video game, or just take a few minutes to relax with your favorite hobby. Doctor's orders. This has been a quick look into the psychology of stress. I'm Dr. Nuka, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Get Psyched. What it's worth. Brought to you by the What It's Worth brand Social Justice. When you're looking for a thinly veiled act of marketing disguising itself as corporate activism, think for what it's worth. The world is just full of injustices of all kinds. Entitled furries demand they be given free art, claiming they can pay in exposure. Other furries quit their jobs and beg for others to support them on Patreon so they can afford to go to the next five conventions in eight different states. That's right, you heard me. Why, some furries even go so far as to rip off the work of hard-working creators to claim it as their own so they can bask in the popularity they believe they deserve simply for being able to breathe without letting drool trickle down their windpipe. Well, no more. Buy for what it's worth brand social justice and get immediate results. It won't actually fix 
systemic problems with society, but you can feel good knowing that you're supporting a corporate entity that is using taking a stand on a socially reprehensible subject as a means of advertising. Or you can contribute to the Patreon campaign, so Ruin Tugs can keep making the show. It won't fix the systemic problems with society either, but it will help keep the program in production. And that's worth something, isn't it? For what it's worth, brand social justice. Give us money because we said that thing that's popular on Twitter right now. And welcome back! Yay! We're back. So... Where did we go? Our lovely, lovely question. Let's see. Let me see if I can remember it. So you get bigger and bigger and bigger, your fan base. How do you keep um, track of of all of these people? Like, you have these people that are messaging you all the time that want your attention. You only have so many hours of the day. How, I mean, how do you keep up on with everybody? Wow. I really don't. That's the problem. I really don't. It's it's actually really bad. <laughs> so, and it's exactly what you're saying. So it's it's not just friends. So meeting people and making sure that I'm talking to my community. There's also talking to devs about future potential working with them or working previous work that I've done with them. Um, it's now talking to sponsorship companies to like, Hey, like you notice that you have a decent sized audience. Like, can you do this? And being like, no or yes. And so, and maintaining those relationships. And then there's my, you know, my sponsor with Elgato. Like, I have a guy that I talk to and make sure I'm checking my emails, which I never had to do before. I hate emails. Um, and then there's, you know, people in the stream that like come in consistently. And I try to remember, you know, all my interactions with them. And it, and then my friends that, all have come before streaming, right? And maintaining those relationships. It's its a hot strudels of spaghetti levels of mess. Um, and I feel... <laughs> Ru's like he's getting really, really emotional about this, and like it, it's it's tough because it's really, really tough. The reason being is I care about so many people. So as I continue to care about more people, it gets stretched thin. Key, why don't we hang out anymore? <laughs> See, I knew it. It was coming. It's coming. <laughs> why haven't I been invited in the show before? There's tons of topics I love talking about. I love. Talking. I know how you can keep track of your relationships easier. A spreadsheet. No, in fact, what you could do is get a Patreon because there's a patron manager and it lets you see who is supporting your show like I'm about to do. Oh, yes. Hi, Tux. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of For What It's Worth is segueing into our Patreon worship. So we just want to take a moment to worship those who worship us. So, starting in no particular order, except we really do, is Snares, Skylos, Kachi, Guardian Lion, Dusky, Loki, I'm dying, guys, uh, Baldrick, Rifka, Ichi, and Kit, the Keat with one last eye. Thank you to all of you for supporting our efforts. And if you would like to support us, go to patreon.com slash FWIW and give me your money. Support your content creators. Don't know why clapping's a thing, but it's kind of fun sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that, that's that's rude not reading the show notes. I completely forgot. Sorry. That's okay. I segued right you into it. You did really, that, really that, well. That was, I was actually like, dang, that was, that was a really good segue. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I too have the greatest segue, oh. segue to my own Patreon. Yeah, right? yeah, go no. ahead. What? So talk no. about your patron. <laughs> no, I just support your content creators. Patreon's a great way to do it. That's that's all I'm gonna say. I do have a Patreon. You can share that at the end of the show. It's a, yeah, don't plug your shit right after our shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone plugging their stream during your stream. Who would ever do that, guys? <clears throat> Did somebody do that to you? So, do that. Really? So rude. Yeah. That is kind of rude. Anywho. So let, let's talk about the upsides and downsides to being a popufer. So, Rue, do you have the emails up now? Can we do them? Um, Drono? Drone on? Drone on. Drone on. Drone like robot. <laughs> No. I do have his email. I can read that. Uh, go for it. Okay, on the topic of poppy furs, it, it can be awkward when somebody you know is popular. You might admire them, but also feel jealous and envious. If you spend time and energy following them on social media and they don't notice or respond back, it can be tough emotionally. You might think they owe you, like saying... You're, I'm your biggest fan. Spend time with me. A classic example is really, um, really hoping to hang out with someone at a con, except when they got a, got a much bigger social circle and don't have time to hang out with everybody they know. When I mentioned this on, on the telegram chat, Haku Panfer made some good, um, good points that this happens with everybody at, at any con, at any size um, social circle. Um, it is not... Um, I, oh, haha, I can't read. It is not intentional. Words are difficult. Yes. Um, that, that it's better to move spontane- spontaneously with a con's theme, or con's time and events, rather than treat them as... Um, finite schedule things yep um or you're more likely to feel burned by having too many expectations yep another good point um that haku made was that some sometimes people confuse being cordial with um with friendship this got me thinking about online chat and messaging um, that sometimes somebody says hi and you say hi back to them because that's polite. The other person might start um, contacting you every time you log in, which can be super annoying. I added the super part. Or the opposite. Um, sometimes you send someone a message and they don't reply on it or for whatever reason, um, but it can feel like being ignored. Basically, spending time being social in an online environment can be very unbalanced and a full and full of communication problems. I was just with Haku at the Twitch offices, so <laughs> and I know who he's talking about. Oh, you don't have to tell exactly. Well, but no, like, okay, I won't. I won't say who. But I understand exactly the situation. Me, me and Haku actually just talked about this, about cordial uh, popularity and uh, people who are popular and people who are popular and cordially nice to people. And it sometimes create a weird sphere. And I totally understand uh, 
on that side of the points because there's a lot of points in that email um in that point it's it's like uh you want to be like me like i'm i rude you know me like i'm i'm generally pretty nice to everyone like if you say hello i also want to say hello back and if you like come up to me and you're all giddy and happy i'm like and especially if i'm in suit you've seen me in suit oh yeah like i'm like just as much matched energy but sometimes people take that as like and now i'm your best friend i'm gonna follow you to your room and then it's a game of try to get in the elevator and hope the door closes before they get in (laughs) 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 you know it's being cordial does not equal friendship it's also like with artists commissioners like artists artists and commissioners commission does not equal friendship you know that is a a business transaction and they they artists should be respectful to their commissioners and commissioners should be respectful to their artists but that doesn't automatically mean you have a relationship with them right so that's true that is very very true so just because somebody is watching your show your stream doesn't mean that they're all of a sudden your best friend yeah i appreciate them and i I like wholeheartedly am thankful but it doesn't mean that we've had a relationship yet where you can just like dm me out of the blue and talk to you about your life story (laughs) it's not how that works um and sometimes it's hard for people to socially understand that and i i feel bad (laughs) There, there's this video I watched this week. I've been watching a lot of neuroscience based videos this week on YouTube. And one of them was dealing with social stuff and how our brains are tuned to um, register like expressions and so forth. And that um, it leads to us being better social creatures as an evolutionary trait. And how, because the internet, you don't normally see someone's face. It's really easy to get signals messed up. Or to think that your interest is actually being well-received when it's not. And it's a self-reinforcing problem. So if someone was to message you, Keaton, say, I'm your best fan. Let's be friends. And you were like nice about it. But then you were like, no. Um, They don't recognize that I want social interaction in my life. That's normal. But they also don't recognize that like what they're doing is not good and going to hurt them socially. Because there's some of those key inputs missing. I literally had that happen like two days ago <laughs> well without saying I names what, it was what, a late night happened? though it, it was just a context of someone was in the stream and was like i really really want to be your friend and i'm like that's super cool message me on twitter and discord those are the best places to reach me i won't always be able to respond to you but that's like the best open because do not message me on telegram <laughs> like telegram is my, my my very personal space and if you just message me on telegram without a relationship with me i'm more than likely to ignore you and then remember you and never want to talk to you because I, I just, that's my personal space. Um, uh, and I, I just deliberately tell people discord and Twitter. Um, and it, it was just an uncomfortable situation and they kept asking, like, I really want to be your friend. And I'm like, that's really cool. Now you're starting to like get really on the awkward side. Could you please stop? And they're like, how, how dare I actually told one person that came into my stream. He was like, I'm your biggest fan. And I was like, no, you're not. You just you you just followed, and you're like I was I was a really really tired, so my like my my tolerance slash patience was like very thin that day. And I told him like like if you I don't really necessarily believe you because you you you, you haven't had like a rapport of like within the community. But he I gave you a hundred dollars last month. Hundred bits. That's that's a dollar. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the people that have big. Uh, I've been fortunate enough, like the people that have like supported the stream in in those bigger volumes. 
um, have been really respectful and actually really cool people that just wanted to support. So luckily I haven't had that situation. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, if you donate a dollar and you expect that, I'd rather give you back the dollar or the hundred dollars than, than deal with it. <laughs> so what are the other downsides of being poppy fur? Uh, the stigmatism. It, you get astigmatism. Yeah, in your I eyes. get really bad astigmatism. It just twitches all over the place. <laughs> no, it's um, it's more of like I've actually had to like sit down with a couple of friends and that you know they jokingly come up and they're they're not you, Ru, have been like, oh, Mister Poppy Fur, and I'm like, but I've known you for like two or three years. Like, if you know me as a friend and a person, I would never. Like, just because you're not as popular as me is the stupidest thing. It, it would upset. Like, if you actually, and they're like, no. And, I'm, and I understand, like, not everyone actually believes it, but I understand it's a, from an insecurity of my friends having more friends and they're not spending enough time with me. And so it's it kind of sucks when, as you get more known for the things that you love and you start to share your passions with that, that share. Like, I've, I've had more streamer friends, right, that do, who also do streaming. And then you have friends that, aren't into streaming at all, but they're still your friends. And it's, it's, it's tough because they can't re- share that, that relationship with you that you're so strong about. Um, and just the general, sometimes outward appearance that, uh, like you said earlier about that aura, people get jealous and they're just like, well, that guy's poppy for, I don't want to be his friend, you know, uh, you know, when they could be the nicest, sweetest person in the world. Right. So that's like the, right. the, the biggest downside is that the, the astigmatism. You know, one thing that I find is is kind of frustrating. Just just talking generally about shows and and in your stream and different things me. like that. It's okay, Ruth. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, what in general, like when you promote your stuff, like if you go to the local community and promote your stuff, or you know, um, or just promoting it in general, people get this stigma that they think that it's you're like, just trying to sell something. Exactly. Oh. Exactly, that you're just trying to sell something. I love and... that question. There's a whole panel I want to do about correctly promoting yourself, which is, the, is uh, I would even call it, this is the correct and wrong way to promote your, your life or your, quote, brand, because I hate the word brand. But no, yeah, the, the mentality of you're trying to sell stuff, it, like, that's, so that's a whole thing on why, like, my Twitter, like, I do. Like, I post when I go live, but I also make sure I'm talking because that's, I want people to go to my Twitter for me, right? I, I, I don't have a, a streaming Twitter account because I don't mm-hmm. want to. Um, and I think with furries, it's weird because a lot of people that want to promote their streams, they've had that, or they just think that, they, you know, I'm going to post live all the time. Um, they don't understand why would people read your Twitter? They've got notifications on Twitch and it, it definitely it just kind of sucks sometimes when you want to sell stuff. But at the same time, like like even for this show, you kind of are. But there's a way to be respectful to share your passions. And that's like this finesse line, right? Like Tugs isn't going to everyone, have you watched for what it's worth? lately you know you haven't you you don't you you have like your 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 lanyards and stuff here you know in your home and then you've you've talked to you know me and vouse about it but you're never trying to milk us for our money's worth right you do want us to listen i just make all of our friends my friends become my guests eventually <laughs> that if you know me you'll eventually wind up here i was about to say but i mean if you you're you're really good though because you, you don't just bring your friends on because you know, usually bring people that are very good appropriately to the topic. So, I mean, 
I think that's that's that and they're accessible and you don't have to fly them and you don't have to organize. There's a whole slew of that. That's a good actual good reason. If you can bring a good guest that you don't have to fly, why not? <laughs> or or telecommute. Well, well it, and it's uh, you, you're resonating with me because like you're like you were saying, like, I don't go around saying like I don't expect my friends to listen to my show and I make it very clear that like, you know. I don't expect you to listen to what I do. I and I and when I say my show, I'm just saying it casually. Rue, I know you own it with me. Uh, You're fine. <laughs> but like, but like, but I say like, if you want to listen, I appreciate it. But there's no expectation on my part. I think that if you want to listen, it's because I created a product that I feel so strongly about and put my passion into that it'll be interesting on its own. I don't need you to listen to me out of pity. Yeah, it's kind of what it is. Like, like. If my product's good enough, you'll listen to it anyway. And and, and that and and that's like the thing I said though. Like as like I know you, Tug. So I know that you're not uh-huh. doing that. So from an outside perspective, like what Rue was talking about, it's tough though yeah. because you know they'll just see the show and they won't make that connection of like I'm just trying to share what I love, you know, without trying to just milk people for what they're worth. They're like you're just selling stuff. Exactly. Like, it, and that comes with that awareness of people. Yay. True topic of tonight. Well, emotional intelligence is real. Let's talk about online world and for um, fandom dynamics. VR chat. Wait, did we do upsides? Do we have? Do we do upsides? Oh, you know what? We didn't. We should. We do did that. the cons. We only so did the cons. So, what's the upsides about being popular or popular? Uh, uh, this sucks to say, but it does give you more opportunities. Because you're more visible, and that is definitely a pro, and that's part of the jealousy. I think people like I'm. It's so weird to say that I'm sponsored by Elgato, like a furry on Twitch, and Twitch itself partnered with me, meaning they looked at my content and said, "We're okay with this furry who's very furry." I, I mean, I'm a fox. Like, like if you guys haven't seen my stream, I, I face rig with a fox, my face, my face. So technically, no one technically sees my face, just like this podcast anyway but it, it's it's you, you look just like that blank template avatar <sighs> from minty that no one's good if you guys don't have one check yeah. it out <laughs> selfless shameless plug there for my friend um but the the upsides is it's definitely having those opportunities and that comes in the form of unfortunately and fortunately making connections with other people that you didn't expect um i've been able to talk to devs like for games that normally they're pretty shut off and especially indie devs because you know they're very protected of their work and i've been have been able to have conversations with devs and uh like we i talked to the luxor esports manager um in vegas and you know he was like oh that's so cool what you do and and popularity does give you that ability i guess like i said though it's it's well it's, it's kind of like a, it's a business exchange yeah you're helping them and it's it's a it's a partnership and and because you have that base you're able to be able to have that that symbiotic relationship yeah. to be able to help and both it's not of you just out it, people too right it's and, like events right and i think that a lot of people just don't see that it took you a lot of time to get to that particular oh, no, point exactly. and then they become super it's, super jealous so of things i think what people don't realize in popularity in the fandom like an individual like uh, certain you know other people in the fandom it also applies to everything literally everything uh, we can't have the same space in um philadelphia right no it's pittsburgh now right 
Anthrocon. Anthrocon is in the same spot because it brings attention to we can fill up that space that that business really because we're popular, right? Um, in other small cons can't get that kind of space because they don't have the popularity. They don't have the the quote numbers. And there's so many things that relate to each other more than people understand uh, or don't understand. Um, so being popular does provide you with more opportunities is the biggest like pro, I guess. Um, is there any more pros that you can think of? It's personally fulfilling. Yeah, I guess. I mean, being acknowledged for the work that you do is always really nice. Um, like I said, always it, there's, I'm always a devil's advocate because it comes with caveats, right? But it, it is nice to, and and sometimes you have to like step back, especially with me, and realize that you've you've done a lot of work and you can you can take a moment to breathe, not like relish in it forever, but like I'm doing a good job. Does it ever become less special along the way? Like, for example, like you get people that write to you and say, hey, I've listened to your show or I've really liked, you know, I, I really like your stream that, that you have. Um, does, it, does it ever along the way become less? Does that make any sense of what I'm trying to say? Oh. Like, like difference between your first, your first message of like i really well, it's like like, you're, like going to your first orchestrated opera right you know it's you you you, you hear the lights you hear the lights you, you you see the performance right you see the performance the the music the sound and, and you know any kind of or like your first furry con right it's and then you go to the next one and the next one and the next one and then you know I, I never get con pcd ever against my first one right I'm, I'm just like i'll just see you next time um i i think yes and no I'm, yeah, that's like all my answers now. That's fine. Um, like, yes, um, it ex- still excites me because I'm actually really excited that someone will <laughs> dedicate their time to watch me, right? And at the same time, though, um, it, it can be, but I guess it depends on the people. I think that's what always keeps it from becoming stale is that there's so many personalities that I haven't met. There's so many people, right? I can name people in my chat that I've I've interacted with and I know... Like, you know, that one person and you have that one friend where you take the finger out and you're like, you, you know, but that's, that's their stick. And, you know, that's, that's just them, right? The, I have these different characters that come into my community that are different in so many different ways that it keeps it refreshing because um, people are people. So how do you keep up with the daily grind of keeping your stream fresh and because every time that you you you, you do something okay. you have to you have to do it better okay. right okay it's coming this is the hard one i just had like i had a so i do lately i've been doing what's called the slay the slay the mood uh it's usually when i'm going through a burnout slash i i don't know what to play today because i don't want to play apex legends because everyone's playing apex legends and i don't want to play an rpg because i don't want to be boring but i also don't want to play the same game that i always do like dead by daylight which i haven't been doing lately but like i used to it's tough it's really especially as a content creator and i think like youtubers have like a little bit of an easier time because they can like plan and whatnot i stream six out of seven days a week that's my job like you know four to eight hours roughly and i have to be you know entertaining right um for about a hundred people ish every day um and hopefully more right I'm, i'm hoping to grow so i don't want to do the same sticks you know i don't want to do the same zoom ins i don't want to use the same sound bites i don't it's how do i keep it fresh it's just i just remember that 
I'm a dork and I'll generally fly off the cuff and people will enjoy those moments. So, you know, I'm cautious what I say, but I also just let things happen is usually the best thing to work out. Like just, you know what, today we're going to make a video game and we're going to call it Space Bork and it was an asteroid clone and whenever you shoot, it would go bork or I'd be like, boop, every time. And it was a husky. I made it a husky and every time you shoot asteroids, it'd be boop, boop. So imagine hitting your space bar and it's just boop, 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 boop. I think it's just having a little bit of structure of like maintaining a schedule and then also allowing just not to be creatively like in a box is what's helping me a lot because uh, burnout's a thing. I've probably taken that pencil and put it in the sharpener too many times. Probably should take a break. Hey, today we should probably have a short stream. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, let's, let's talk about online world and, um, fandom dynamics. So we have an email that, that launches that off. Are we talking about second life? I don't know exactly. So I'll read it. It says, dear Tugs and Rue on the subject of poppy furs. I think that their place in the fandom has shifted along with the fandom dynamics. The fandom has always been a young one historically with the focus centered in the online community. The online presence has only spread the influence of our self-created media and with the individual creators that then grow an audience of followers and make the gradual transformation from fur to poppy fur. Any whore. Woohoo. I personally feel it is used to be more of an eye-rolling title bestowed to post-vine furries who just wanted to grow their brand. While there are some out there for this purpose, I think overall the presence of such members in our community really just helps to attract new folks from social media platforms, and that is a good thing. I would submit Adler the Eagle as an excellent example. Adler! Thank you for recreating such a wonderful show. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. Sincerely, Aussie Cat. All right, go for it. Continue your fawning. I love Adler. I love his stuff. It's You're not going to continue fawning? What? I will fawn over Adler. We're both hashtag sponsored by Nomad Complex. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad because we actually are. (laughs) So fill people in. Who is Adler? Adler the Eagle is an animator uh, that came into the fandom and does Adler animates in some fursuit videos as well on YouTube. I'd say he's an animator slash YouTuber. Both. I'd say he's both. Hashtag both. So uh, I'm looking at your, actually, I'm looking at your Twitch channel right now and I'm like, Uh-oh. ooh, such pretty art. <sighs> um, yeah, so. The fandom in general, how do you think we've changed over the years you've been around as far as dealing with more, can, more popular can I talk furries? About popularity and charity and, and yeah. what do you call it? What do you call it? Celebrities? So I get the t- I'm gonna get my glasses out, my history in. So <laughs> no, because pop, poppy furness is not that new. Um, Here's the thing, though. The fandom is definitely young and still new. But if you compare us to other fandoms, like Trekkies, like anime, like there are definitely, quote, poppy for people in those fandom. There are very known cosplayers, right? Very known cosplay makers. Um, so it's really not that much to stretch. And exactly what we were talking about earlier is when you have a passion, you have something that you're really, really good at, or you're just so happen to be good at, um, like Adler the Eagle, he came in, made a short video on Twitter, it blew up. Like, it was, it was great, because everyone's like, I've never seen this kind of, like, animation plus real life, and it was just adorable AF, and he's honed his craft, and now he makes, he's on episode six, and, like, 
I'm going to fawn over him a little bit. It's just good quality <laughs> stuff, right? It's, it's, it's not even that, that it's wholesome. It's just well done. It's totally Adler, right? It's his niche. Um, but that that's really not inherently that different than Trekkies and people who made the simulator that I can't remember off the top of my head that, that people did before. What was the one at the con? The, the, like the Star Trek simulator. You're on engineering. What is oh. it called? Artemis, right? Yeah. Yeah, Artemis. So, like people like that, like they grow in their 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 communities because of the passion that they're putting out, right? And that's funny. Is I think the the biggest difference though is that we're fans of our creations, right? The fandom is fan of creation, so inherently we become more fans of those creations. So people are fans of me because of potentially face rig and my personality. So the funny thing is, though, and this is where I'm going to take then my streams like always get the glasses because this is what happens is that celebritism is something that hasn't changed in a long while because back when uh, like black and white films and stuff came out, um, that whole ideology of celebrities and popularness is is so long time running. None of this surprises me. It's because. Celebrities are generally considered as secretive people because uh, the way that they used to sell movies is this air of mysticism, right? You know, James Bond and, you know, even older classics like that. Like, that's how they sold celebrities was that mysticism. That way they can sell you on everything. You want to know more. And then tabloids, that's why tabloids explode, right? It's because you want to know more, right? The funny thing is, though, with the advent of the internet, I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> advent of the internet is that we now have more personal connections to these people, and and it, it's definitely a reflection now with internet meme culture and whatnot with celebrities. Like we talk to people, Elon Musk can potentially respond to your tweet, Mister Random Person in Alabama, right? We have now that 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 secretism and elite uh, is gone. Mm-hmm. So the same thing applies, though, in a weird reverse sense in the fandom. You, we, we, we can go to these cons where we meet, I'm finally going to say his name, Majira Strawberry, right? You can go to a panel where you can see him walking. It's not like completely like celebrities. So it's a whole different thing where people also are now, as someone who's quote poppy for is gaining an audience. And now the audience is also way more accessible. So you actually see this with YouTubers. It's, um, it's a really weird, strange space that's still really brand new. Like um, Jack Septicai, right? He's a very popular YouTuber, and he has all these fans that he can actually see, you know, because he's just a person. But now they have to think about, you know, all the things that celebrities used to kind of always think about. I need to probably not tell people where I live, and you know, you know, have a good social group that's going to protect me, and you know, things can always be bad. So it's funny because. People in the fandom, bring this back, I swear, think that pop you for and popularity is such a, this benign and terrible and horrible thing that the fandom, like, people should just care for people. It's just, the truth is, social groups do this all the time. This is how tribes work. This is how it works. And unfortunately, it happens because people want it. People don't want it. And sometimes it just happens, right? So... As long as you're aware that it it will happen regardless and you not do what you don't think would be cringy and upsetting, you're better off. And like we said, people are people. (laughs) It's true. So would you say uh, after 
So we're getting close to our final thoughts. Would you say, Tugs? Yeah. Fifty Sheds of Grey. Sponsored by I Couldn't Come Up With One In Time. So, suck a bag of dicks. Dicks. I just like saying dicks. And now. His name is Rafer Callahan. He was a kid from the wrong side of the tracks who fought his life through the only way he knew how, with his fists. But Rafer never meant to bring harm to Cambria Flanagan, the girl, the lover, whose sister he'd been unable to save. Cammie lost her sister in the brutal murders that rocked her hometown so many years ago, and some still believe that Rafe, along with his friends Logan and Crow, were involved. But how could Rafe, who haunted her girlish dreams, then adult fantasies, be a killer? That is the question that keeps her up at night. Now, a prosperous ranch owner, Rafe, is trying to build a new legacy for himself. It's finally time to settle the score with Cammie and make her his. But new wounds open up with a new series of murders, and each of the victims has a connection to Rafe, Logan, and Crow. With suspicion, fear, and loyalty tearing her apart, Cammie is once again at losing her heart or her life. Okay. Um, well, then final thoughts. Then, what would you what would you say? Would you say that you're a poppy for? No. No. I still even even some. after this, you wouldn't say. Even that if you're a my roommates keep telling me that I am, and and I'll have, uh, I can be, if I'm I'm basically furry ninja. You know, I I don't because it's a title that I don't want, and a title I don't think I am because. I'm just a fox. <laughs> <laughs> so humble. So humble. Any other final thoughts that you can think of? Uh, don't worry about what other people are doing. It's something even I have to remind myself of. If, you're, if you really love something or you want to do something, and it's okay to be inspired and like do streaming because you've seen more furry streamers streaming, being a furry YouTuber because more furry YouTubers are being an artist because of... But you're just a copier, right? N- Yes, it, yes, <laughs> but here's the kicker. You can make it your own, and that's what starts to make it special, right? Anyone can make a furry podcast, but it's ruined tugs that make for what it's worth for what it's worth, and that's what makes it special. So if you're wanting to do art, fursuit making, yada, 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 make it your own, consider what you can bring to the table, Maybe change something up. Maybe bring something that hasn't been used in a while. When you start making those decisions, you become a creator. And you become a creative creator when you start thinking out of the box. So don't think about popularity. Yes, you want people to grow. And that's a whole other side that you have to learn, that I have to learn. Brand and marketing. That's a whole other topic, which we don't have time for. But <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry about the popularity. Because if you enjoy what you do, you'll find the people eventually, I'm sure, that resonate with your happiness and i think it'll go pretty well <laughs> i think with that i think that keat deserves a clap okay one two three Ow! <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for for joining us today that Yay. was that was very 
Oh my gosh, this is a great episode. You are a great guest. So thank you so I much. Love, I love talking about these things. It's like I'm passionate about these things and share. Like it's something like, I don't know, you care or you something? Care I don't know. <laughs> well, hey, I want to also thank lovely Voss over here for all that he does and, you know, keeping track of all of our sounds and stuff like that. Do you have any words of wisdom? He, would, he didn't get mad at me for going over, so I'm good. <gasps> we didn't go through my list. It's okay. Extra show notes later. Extra show notes later. What what, what was your list? You said oh, it. Oh, my, ter- my terrible, like... What's your terrible list? No, the terrible names yeah, uh, for different types okay, of popular... Okay, what, what's a... What's a, um, a pop... Uh, so, I'm interested in transformation. What am I? Popuform. Okay. All right. I'm interested in baby first stuff. What am I? Popupad. <laughs> Let's see. What... Oh, I'm, I'm interested in Tavor. What am I? That's easy. Pop you vor because it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> what what other ones do you have? Oh, if you're if you're known for uh, not safe for work material of any spectrum, you're poppy mer. Ah, uh, poppy mer <laughs> sounds good. I only have one thing to say to all of this insanity. What? Stop it! Get some help. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Michael. See, that's all I am on stream is the same thing. I'm a dork. It doesn't matter what's happening. <laughs> so, also, thank you, Tugs, for joining us, and Firebreath for your amazing quips that you send to us all the time. He just reads what I send him. I know, but still. <laughs> what? Wait, you just ruined the magic. That's never so been the secret. So all that Firebreath is is your... Your puppet? No, every now and then he'll come up with something, but generally he's a very good voiceover artist. It's okay. Don't worry. I'll get Sean to do lines one day just because. Also, Um, make sure that you comment on the site. It makes us look like that we we have people that actually listen to the show. We actually have had people commenting. It's been nice. Please continue. Oh, that's awesome. Can you guys pull in? um, That's a whole other logistical question. You don't need to create an account. You just use whatever you have. Oh. I was yep. like, can you pull in Twitter comments? Also, we have lovely social media, which we're on Facebook and um, uh, Twitter. So please feel free to reach out to us there. Yep. When are you doing Instagram? We don't have Instagram. We don't Instagram. Because it's not food know. porn. Just it's all Ruse cookies. I'm interrupting your show. I'm sorry. It's okay. Oh, if, if, if you want to join the madness personally, join us on Telegram. Just drop us a DM, send Rue an email, com, or contact us in any number of official methods and we will add you. You must be 18 to join. Or you can just send me a message at, at WineRedFox on Telegram and I will add you. If you liked the show, this episode, a different episode, or the show in general, tell a friend. Be like Moss. Be our missionaries. Go out and spread the good word. The thing is, we don't want to spend our Patreon funds on advertising. So if you like what we do, tell one person. Do it this week. And then do it again next week. And if you tell one person every week, we will grow. So guest, this is your time. Tell us how... Can we listen to your stream? Listen. You have to watch, watch it. Watch, watch. Yeah, you got to see all the foxy What goodness. if I'm driving, though? Uh, then you can listen. <laughs> how <laughs> can like, we, how can we <laughs> join your stream? You can join my stream at www.twitch.tv slash 
K-I-I-T-L-O-C-K. That's Kit Lock, not Kit, not Kitaruni or Kit Kat Roo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Kit Lock, um, and I'm on Twitter as Foxed It Up because my boss found my old Twitter and I had to change. But yeah, at Foxed It Up on Twitter. Um. All right. Well, so what's the next episode, Mr. Tugs? The next episode has been selected. We have an announcement about episodes. Number one, we are going to be doing a YouTube live episode, but it is not next episode. It's the spring. Uh, since we are not at this moment have going to any cons and doing the full live show, we're going to do a different version of it online where Nuka will be joining us remotely. Smokey will join us remotely and all kinds of other weird things that we haven't decided yet will happen. So keep your ears peeled for that. Um, but in the meantime, stuff your ears back up because we don't want them to go bad <laughs> in the fridge. You know, who peels ears? That was a terrible segue. Anyway, our next, <laughs> so bad. our next real episode is furries of color. Oh, so what does that mean? Furries of color. Are we talking about sparkle dogs? Just want to make sure. No, we're talking about people who are not white in the furry fandom. I love that topic. We've been wanting to do so it for Keith, a long time, but I haven't found a good guest. But this time I have the guest. You have a good guest? I do. Yes, we will be joined by Watcher and a few other sundry folk. And they will tell us about their perspective and how the fandom treats them different or maybe doesn't treat them different comparatively to their day-to-day lives. I'm excited for this one. It'll be interesting. Um, and I mean, th- I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm going to ask, I am, I am a white male in the United States. I recognize that that comes with a certain set of privileges that you don't get if you are not. So I'm, I'm like one of the questions I'm going to ask, I'm like, do you really feel like you are pulled over by a policeman more? I, I've, I've been pulled over three times by cops ever. So I want to know if their experience is genuinely different and not because it's like, I'm, I'm dumb or anything. I just want to hear it from someone who can competently speak to it. Um, I want to know, for instance, like, do you feel like you get treated different at at conventions and at panels? Or do you feel like the fact that you can project your persona online and that color is not a part of it gives you a more fair shake in the community than you otherwise would get stuff like that some good topics great topics this this will be this will be a definitely one for people to to tune into it'll be really interesting it's got a colorful range ah you're fired <laughs> going back to streaming baby <laughs> and you can't piss well, on hospitality you... i won't allow it <laughs> oh my gosh you got it i love it <laughs> I'm so happy. I did it. Achievement unlocked, baby. All right. Well, this has been Rue. This is Tugs. And Keith. And this has been For, for What, what it's, it's Worth. Ah, uh, you know how to do it. Fuck. He's been on the show before. He knows. Time. It's been forever. It's been you five years. You can't get me twice. I know better. Uh, I'm stopping this thing. Last time it was like, for <laughs> that's, that's not our show, Dave. Any of you